<laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody. It's your boy, Rick, a.k.a. Revolution of the Classics on Twitch. I know you guys are used to seeing me uh, rage quit in fighting games and random Super Mario levels. But today we want to talk about some some politics again, because uh, there's there's a there's a lot to say. And uh, I got a, a special guest, somebody who was a I guess, former congressional candidate and just somebody that I appreciate on TikTok. And the reason why I invited him on is because I I feel like this dude is really good at making fun of the bad takes of right-wing TikTokers. And those of you that have ever been on TikTok have probably seen a lot of cringe videos. So let's let's just get right to it. I guess guess my first question would be, first of all, what, what motivated you to put out those TikToks, by the way. How'd you get started? Yeah, uh, so like you said, I uh, some got this stupid idea in my head to run for Congress. And uh, TikTok was part of that, like creating an, um, a social media presence uh, to try to find supporters. I, I was planning on using social media to uh, fundraise mostly. Um, and then as far as connecting with people in the district, that was more on Facebook. Um, so. I was just kind of feeling things out. I, I really just enjoy the format on TikTok and the way that it shares the videos um, and, and people. It was a good way for me to also practice uh, being in front of a camera. It's not something I had done a lot before, but it's something you definitely need to be able to do as someone who wants to be in politics. You need to be comfortable in front of a camera, um, delivering talking points, coming up with talking points, right. um, effective ones, because that's really what's going to move the needle, whether it's um, you know, talking to people face to face or in some kind of mass social media. So that's how I got on TikTok. Uh, I, I think I'm I'm pretty good at it. I had an account with 3,500 followers in, in like under a year. That one got deleted. It got like you know multiple violations because you know I'm getting censored. No, sir. <laughs> so it's, that's funny, isn't that funny? How sometimes like the right wingers think it's just oh, we're being censored because they got banned for saying some racist or dumb on, on Facebook. But then, like, they don't know, like, the, the real cancel culture, which is to try to silence, like, like people really challenging the status quo, right? I mean, is that kind of what you experience? Like, a I mean, real... God knows why I got my, my account got taken down. I, uh, I, I think actually what got me, it might have actually made sense. I have a, a kind of a pinup girl on my, on my wall in my office and... Uh, she made it into one of my lives. I think that was the last strike. Um, but before that, I was reported. Uh, yes, yeah, so a video I made about the flag. I didn't even say anything really uh, innocuous, but or, or out, outrageous. Um, I thought it was pretty standard thing to say. But yeah, that one got. So God only knows, right? It's a black box. We don't know why our accounts. You know, you know what I think. You know what I think. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but. Uh... I also think sometimes if somebody just doesn't like you, they'll they'll just report you or just oh, yeah. try to make some shit up, you know? Those are the only people that I block. Like, I don't care people, like, leaving nasty comments because half the time my followers are going after them. But if they're going to, like, try to report me... But, oh, by the way, I get by the way can I put your your uh, TikTok name on the chat? or what Oh, the, sure, yeah. Let me just... Okay, so I, I'm sure everybody's... And I can just say it real quick. It's Steph DeVitt, S-T-E-F underscore underscore DeVitt. <laughs> but yeah, you can put that up too. Okay, that's going to go in the... Uh, oh, it should have go in the... Okay, so that's on, on my Twitch channel. Those of you on Twitch, you guys should be able to see um, his uh, screen name for 
TikTok. And by the way, it's just it's just really good. Okay, so I, I, I guess let, let me go through maybe one thing that I thought was good and, and maybe sure. we'll dive into it. So one of the most cringe things I saw on TikTok was this one guy that's like, tell me why we got to pay these burger flippers 18 bucks or now. He was like, upset. so this dude was upset that <laughs> people at fast food restaurants are getting paid more. So I guess because he's and it's kind of sad because the dude was a blue collar worker, which unfortunately, I see that sometimes they get sucked into like right wing talking points and stuff. But um, I guess one of my big things, something I promote, I mean, is I, I think that, first of all, labor should be well paid. And I'm definitely like pro-union. I, I actually think um, there needs to be a strengthening of unions right now. Um, one of the things I talked about um, in, a, in, my, in a previous political discussion I had on here was what happened when the tornadoes came and hit Kentucky, how there was a candle factory where basically the workers were told like, Hey, if you leave, we're going to fire you. And so people, they stayed making these candles and they ended up basically dying. It's like, man, that's awful. Like these workers right. felt impelled to die making these candles. And I, I mean, anyway, so what's there, there's of, a similar ahead, story in, um, uh, so I'm, I'm from Illinois and, um, in Southern Illinois, there was a similar story. Uh, I think it, I think it was an Amazon, uh, warehouse where a similar thing happened. Uh, they wouldn't let the workers leave. They threatened to fire them, or at least that was that's what was alleged. And yeah, people ended up dying, um, you know, in, in that warehouse. And there was a story of a guy who could have made it home. Uh, yeah. So one of, one of the pillars of my campaign was end worker exploitation. So that kind of factors into that. Yeah, strengthening unions. Um, you know, repealing Taft Hartley. I don't know if you've heard of Taft Hartley. Go ahead. No, go. Actually, I haven't. Uh, I'm gonna take notes. This is sure, partly sure. why I have these discussions because I figured you would know some stuff. Taft Hartley. I, it yeah. sounds familiar, but go ahead. Yeah, I won't go too much into it, but uh, Taft Hartley was a bill that was passed that weakened unions. Basically, uh, right. there was a bunch of new rules that made it di more difficult for people to unionize um, and to have effective unions. But I I'm very encouraged by the things we've been seeing over the past like two years. Um, uh, Unions, the uh, Bessemer, Alabama, uh, Amazon Drive, that was very encouraging. And there have been strikes, the John Deere strikes, which actually, like, they won very significant concessions. That is the future of the left, uh, or at least that's the, the fight we need to put a, a lot of attention into right now. One of the, one of the fights, um, just because there's such a gridlock in Congress. Um, the campaign finance system is so messed up. It makes it really hard for anybody who... Um, is a, a real progressive grassroots movement makes it very hard to to get anything done that way and so unions are a great outside strategy and they're winning like they're winning a lot of these battles which is really great and very encouraging to see so um, unionization in the past like two years is I, I think shows you why the left needs to recommit to that outside strategy you know it's exactly on, online stuff is is definitely fun do you think now can i ask you something do yeah. you think that like what what people consider like the woke left um which by the way i still think it's important to fight racism and whatnot but do you think it's important though to also get maybe um some of these I don't know, to try to push like these liberals more towards these issues, you know, because it also seems like people get polarized by the culture issues, you know, and, and 
it seems to me like a lot of right wingers the way they get sucked into reactionary politics is they're not talk they're not really recruited to join like labor unions etc they just get told like look at these lefties they just want to yeah. you know they just want to call you a racist and you know you, you know exactly. you know what i'm saying I, I know what you're saying so uh i got i got some notes prepared here this is something i really wanted to talk about and it's the way that the left and the right um use language in different ways and a reason that i think a lot of leftists have problems um debating with right wingers or countering their arguments um, basically the left uses language to explain things we're very smart we have all these ideas and concepts we want to explain to you and so we use it to like we use language properly in my opinion we use it to communicate ideas <laughs> the right does not use language that way they use language to try to win what optically whatever the conversation is um they'll they'll use language in a totally different way than we are and so we often find ourselves confused um and, and not really sure how to respond to their talking points and wondering why what we're saying maybe doesn't sound <laughs> effective um so that that's why what you're doing with the tiktoks is so important right yeah because that's, that's kind of a way to change a yeah that's mm -hmm. some way that's <clears throat> one way to intervene man that's that's such an important point um and, and but but still like because there is like in my opinion there are creative ways to like create content where where you're making fun of like a bad take yeah you once know? you understand that dynamic you can start to really have some fun <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean for example um we can we can use their language against them i, I think there's a there's debate on the left and to whether or not you should even debate people on the right specifically for this reason because uh, they are so bad faith but if you are going to debate people on the right uh, a great thing to do is to steal their own terminology and use it against them so things like using phrases like freedom for example they have a mm. they have a monopoly on the word freedom right now and here i like freedom what, where do you think I align politically, right? right. Freedom is a great thing. So the left needs to kind of take back that 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 word. So one thing I used in my campaign um, was saying that uh, a single payer healthcare system would make you more free to move jobs. So right now you're trapped at your job um, mm. because you know you can't. You want to go do something. Maybe maybe you want to go do something else. Maybe you want to pursue a passion, but you're stuck at your job because you need health insurance. So you would be more free with a different healthcare system. And so see what I kind of did there is I'm, I'm using <laughs> freedom in like a left, uh, in kind of a left context. And so, so just, um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll hit on this. We got to hit on this point really hard, I think. Um, because, uh, geez, something that, that I was just thinking about. Okay. So, you know, what's funny is the right wing kind of does that, right? Because they'll oh, yeah. take, they'll take like, critical race theory and instead of they don't talk about logically like what it actually means they just make up what it means yeah and they then, tell you what it you, means yeah exactly because it, i mean it's it's kind of the same thing like what you're saying it's comparable right where it's like an effective rhetorical tool like like they know how to like manipulate people and then well, they do that exact same thing to us um like they they took the language of pro-abortion rights um, you know, my body, my choice. That was originally language used by, um, you know, pro-choice people. And now they've used it to fight against vaccines and masks, right? <laughs> and they do the same right. thing with, um, oh God, I should have, I should have written it down, but, but they do this. Um, 
they know and, and I mean, it's, it's rhetorically effective unfortunately and I, I ran as an independent so I'm always thinking about the normies like the the people who are kind of apolitical and how it comes across to them and um, that's where I think lefties we, we we're smart people we have all the right ideas but we get too bogged down in details and I think we have to really narrow it narrow it down yeah and we have to be effect more effective than say like like the tim pools and the and the like you know the dave rubens and those and those people you know because if we're going to be smarter than them we also have to find ways to be creative in you know right it's not enough to right? be smarter than them you know yeah. it's not enough to be smarter it, it you got to be more effective exactly that's a good that's a really good point um so 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 you stopped running um oh by, by the way is there anything else uh, about this that maybe um you, you think people should know as far as like um how we could sort of win people's uh i don't know I, or how we can sort of win like the the political debate you know yeah um so I, I think this is what leftists should do to become more effective and like every the thing is it's super personalized like i have my own ideas um that that i came up with and you're never going to get like the same results um i think th this is the best advice i got um basically you boil down your ideas over and over and over and over again so so you write for example like paragraphs about your whole you write out your whole ideology everything you believe write a paragraphs pages is you know next draft shorten it as much as you can Next draft, shorten it even more. Next draft, shorten it even more until you're down to ideally three short sentences. Um, and so this is what really helped me kind of organize my thoughts in a coherent way that then I can express more easily. Um, and the more you do it, you kind of get better at kind of doing it on the fly. Um, but this is an exercise you got to do like on your own time. Um, so that's how I came up with my kind of the pillars of my campaign, which was end the two-party system, end corruption in Congress, end the exploitation of workers. It's very short, simple, direct. It's going yeah. to appeal to and, normies. And those really are so, yeah. man, and those are things that are so important. Yeah. And it, it God, covers so, so crucial. much. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you have the depth behind it, right, when mm -hmm. you have like sort of the, the, the background to really go into, um, like when it's appropriate, you know, if you have the the research you can go into depth but when you're just trying to be effective and sort of sort of shaping the culture you're concise it's like almost poetic man that, that's that's what i like about uh, what you're saying and you know? I, I just heard about this republican candidate um somewhere I, I forget exactly where it is but her oh she had her three um pillars of her campaign if i remember correctly it was like jesus guns and babies that was it <laughs> <laughs> it's like jesus guns and babies that's it which is so she's kind of on the right track right but she doesn't have any depth behind, like what about babies what about <laughs> just any all, all things about them like, <laughs> oh jeez. um it's so funny, man, how our politics is. Oh, and there are a, a couple couple more things I want to say real quick. Go ahead, go ahead, um, go ahead. Don't be afraid to stay away from like charged language or if, if a word gets too toxic or a, a slogan is just unpopular, don't feel bad either leaving it behind or like not leading with it. And, and the, the example I give is um, 
Medicare for all. And I'm 100% for Medicare for all, right? But the normies, and I hope everyone understands what I mean by the normies, some of them have a very negative connotation of Medicare for all. They think it's socialist, they associate with Bernie Sanders, blah, 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 whatever. So instead of that, I say, we're gonna fix healthcare. Um, just, just, I know it seems absurdly dumb and any good leftist would ask me, how are you gonna fix healthcare? Um, but that's what, that's what I would lead with when I talk about healthcare, we're gonna fix healthcare. Okay, then how are you gonna fix it? Well, we're gonna give um, insurance companies more leverage to bargain for lower prices. Oh, how are you gonna do that? Make the insurer bigger. How do you make the insurer bigger? Let's get the maximum insurer we can possibly get to get us the lowest prices. Yeah. And so that, and they, they'll kind of come with you down the primrose path and they don't even realize they're agreeing with Medicare for all. That's so funny. You know, I saw that, you know, I, you know who I saw do that effectively? Uh, you ever watch like the Midas Touch guys? I have not seen that. No, um, they run a, an interesting podcast and they, they sometimes they go out into the street and they're like, you know what, we're, we should have the government take over this thing. And then like you get the, the people at the Trump rally like, yeah, get the government. They All of a sudden they start supporting like like yeah. top down like freaking like uh nationalization of certain things it's like oh shoot he's gotten them to accept marxist theory. Right, exactly. you know by simply not using the words you know and and I'm not I, don't, I don't know how often that sticks with people like i've been i talk with people about politics a lot um you know i make all these videos that get decent views i don't know if i've ever changed one person's mind on anything i have no right. idea if that's ever happened um that, that's where I'm still not sure if, if any of this is conducive to actually bring people, you know, I hope something, you would think something like that would stick. You have them agreeing all the way. And then when they figure out what they've been advocating for, you would hope that they go, oh, maybe I should rethink this. <laughs> but I think on an emotional level, they're so upset with you that you tricked them that they automatically reject it. <laughs> and that's another thing. Don't be afraid to go the emotional route. Um, yeah. yeah. And to appeal to emotions, but. And just just for the record, I, I, I'm not necessarily in supportive of, of every like radical policy, but I will say that some things that are it's it's sad that that some of the things that are not even really radical, like, uh, you know, like, I don't know, late, uh, collective bargaining and things like this, you know, or or a some kind of public health care system. Like the right wing has tried to convince so many people that this is like um, some kind of like Marxism that comes from the yeah. Soviet era or something. Or I, they just call everything, everything communist. Yeah, everything the government does, you just call it socialist. Or socialist communist. or communist. There's a which great, is, yeah, a great meme I saw. It was um, Richard Wolf. Just goes, you know, if socialism is when the government does stuff, and the more. <laughs> The more stuff it does, the more socialist it is. And when the government does a whole lot of stuff, it's called communism, which that's the level that we're dealing with here. But you can also use that the other way around, you know, when they want to, you know, we could call it small government to defund the police. Right, you know? right. So that's the ridiculous situations you get into. And I don't even know if that line is, is productive. Like I said, I don't know if that changes. Oh, man. Line. Okay. It depends on what your, your goals are. So... Okay, so there's there's just a uh, I hate to pivot from this, but if if anything oh, sure, comes sure. up about it, just you know we can always come back to it because I think it's uh, it's just funny. Um, so one of the things, first of all, before there was a 
before we talk about like World War Three or strategy, which I'm, I kind of I'm a little bit hesitant to go too far into it because everybody's, you know, talking about it. But um, uh, but we'll leave that for last. Um, I wanted to say, what are some of the most cringy things that you have seen on TikTok that you just thought was like you had to respond? Where like, I I guess I'll start with with one thing I. <laughs> one thing that has bothered me is the line and and by the way i don't think joe biden is like the super great president but i hate when republicans try to blame him for all the inflation like they're like they they call things like the biden inflation and it's just like to me it's like really like are you that silly like that's not how inflation works um and there's i mean one of the things i've tried to bring up is just how you just have these big companies major financial institutions that constantly get bailed out they're always making a profit while everybody else is suffering and yet they're still you know uh basically price gouging and stuff but anyways that's just one example of something i i've always just felt impelled like i i, I put out a tiktok like making fun of <laughs> somebody with that. i don't know what your take is on on well, that yeah or... that's always and gas prices too is the the other one they always talk about and you, you, you ask them, it's, how do you how do you think this works? I was like, oh yeah, it turns out actually in the Oval Office there's a knob underneath the desk that says gas prices on it. And uh, when Donald Trump came into office, he just turned it down. You know, he was just turning it down. Joe Biden comes into office, cranks it up. Like, is that how they think this works? Like, what do they think they, he's doing to to? Yeah, that that I never. To, t- to tell you the truth, I really don't engage with a lot of right-wing content on TikTok. <laughs> um, I, I, the, the stuff I do come across is because someone I follow stitched it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think I use TikTok a little bit differently from most people. Okay. Um, and it's because I started, I, I would never have done it this way if I wasn't running for Congress. Everyone, the only people I follow, or the majority of the people I follow are people who follow me. Like when you follow me, I just automatically follow you back. And so my for you page and my following is just full of mostly like small leftist creators. Like I don't even waste my time engaging with the right wing stuff. Um, yeah. I, okay. I have to admit, sometimes I have to stop myself, you know, cause it's just like, I'm sure you're just torturing yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm like, God, that take was so cringy. So I'm just like, but yeah. this is also why I like appreciate like your content and why I also try to have discussions where I platform you know, people that think alike. Because I, I, I still think that there does need to be more um, of, of these more left-leaning voices, you know, uh, just challenging the status quo, you know, because on the one hand, it's it's not even just like the extreme cringy right, but obviously we're dealing with like what I would, what I would consider like the corporate establishment, which is kind of like, they're not as like extreme, say, as like some of the right-wingers. Like they might not, they, they might like, not accept like things like bigotry in the workplace but, but they're, they're on like, the same gravy train yeah but they're but they're at the same time they're like oh you're trying to organize a union uh we're gonna you know spy on you and you know try to uh, uh get you uh removed from the position that you're in or, or you know stuff like that the stuff that amazon's doing you know or, or we're gonna shadow ban you on a platform which happens you know uh, to certain people but it just it just seems to me that uh like real 
basically people talking about like the real things like working class people need need like a real platform you know because like like for example to me one of the worst people online for now uh, sorry I, I should say one of the worst people that's like a political pundit is probably like bill maher i, I don't i think right i mean am i right yeah. like because because like some people might say like oh he's a lefty but he's not really a lefty you know what i mean like to me he's, he's just, a certain type of like yeah a moderate lefty like that's the moderate left they're left in name only but they yeah they don't push for anything important they just kind of have content i, I think it's it's rich versus poor is the big distinction there yeah um, you know the wealthy liberals are they, they're not helping <laughs> that's, like, that's yeah um so okay i'm gonna so, ask oh, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead so it but it seems like on the left, there's also, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, maybe, and maybe I'm just paranoid, but it seems like there's a lot of people calling themselves communists and anti-imperialists who are just conservatives, like <laughs> kind of trolling me or, or, or like pretending to be leftist and just starting all this infighting and just having these really strange takes. I don't know if you, I don't know if they genuinely think they're on the left, in which case, you know, we got the corporatists on one side and then these I think those Wherever extreme, the extremist. I think people call them tankies or something. I think that's what it is. I don't but think I, I've never also, fully understood until they started commenting on my shit. Also, I always feel like there's always like, um, I always feel like sometimes this is my conspiracy theory. I always feel like the craziest groups have some kind of like FBI infiltration or some kind of intelligence. Oh yeah, they're guys, you know, where they're just trolling and like really you know sabotaging any any real change um but <clears throat> i guess it's also the case though that i mean this is kind of my take which is that there's people i think the people that are genuinely trying to put forward some kind of like practical strategy are the people that i think people take the most serious um you know like i would consider like um like one of the famous um guys on youtube that's like I would say he's definitely more on like the radical left side is uh, like that guy Vosh. But he's somebody that would be like, look, we got to vote for Joe Biden so that we don't have Donald yeah, Trump's I'm fascism. A pretty, I'm a pretty big Vosh fan, actually. I've been watching yeah. his uh, Russia-Ukraine coverage all day. Um, yeah, I, I like his takes quite a lot. Um, but he's I think, like, he, I think yeah, he did literally say vote for Biden, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he correctly. did. No, he did. And to me, it's like, that's someone that I think oh, I would take a little bit more seriously, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like, what is your prescription? I think that's what that's what yeah. a lot of times with politics comes down to, regardless of your theories or like where you lean as far as on the left or right spectrum. Like, like ultimately, like, tell to, like what what are you what do you prescribe in the moment too? You know, like right. what are we gonna do like right now? You know, um, that's why actually, you know what, like. I, I didn't even realize you had ran for Congress till I saw your post, your recent post. Um, my my post that I was ending my campaign. Yeah, the, the ending. I was like, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, because I was just like, oh, yeah. this dude's awesome on TikTok. That's why I wanted to, you know, chat with you. But, but to me, like that is uh, a just to me, it's like a good instinct, you know, and it kind of shows that you have to put your ideas to the test and you have to see like what's effective versus what's trash like what and also you have to be realistic right like 
you're not gonna get some kind of like Bolshevik revolution in the United States in 2022. Like that's not gonna happen. But right. but you could potentially get a single payer healthcare system. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you could you could start it. Um, well, yeah. Part of the reason I, I started to run in the first place um, was because I saw a practical opportunity. Uh, the the signature threshold to get on the ballot had been reduced by like 90%. Um, if it hadn't been for that, I would have never thought of it. Um, it purely like, yeah, practical. What can you do now? And then when they raised the signature requirement back up, I was like, all right, I'm out. Right. <laughs> like my, that, that's it. It's impractical. Um, yeah, that, that is important on the left. Uh, that I've been a little more obsessed with um, doing something for the past year or so um, than I had been the previous since like 20, 2015, 2016, you know, it was the first election I was going to be able to vote in. So that's when I kind of like turned on and recently really just got sick of waiting around for someone else to get a progressive in Congress. So I'm like, right. all right, I'll do it. And then now, since I'm not doing it anymore, I've, uh, I've been phone banking for Jessica Cisneros in Texas and hopefully trying to go to, um, Nina Turner's campaign in Ohio. So, um, I think okay, cool. I'm very hopeful for the future of the left. Um, I, I think people like me will get tired of waiting around for stuff to happen and, and start doing it themselves. Yeah, exactly. You know what, man? That's that's really that's really awesome to hear. Um, okay, so all right, man. Last but that was but kind not, of a tangent. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. We we we. This is Twitch, man. I'm I'm on Twitch, and I my whole podcast is uh, to talk about random things, so mm-hmm. it's okay. <laughs> I got. Well, I actually had a question. I wanted to, a little um, at the end something about video games because I know you do video games. Aren't yeah, you yeah. Too. So yeah, what was, your, what was your question? Oh, did I ask? Did I ask about gaming, or did I? Was, Listen, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask at the. You're end. gonna ask? Yeah. At the end. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Okay, so, um, oh shoot, okay, the Russia thing. Sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I'm. I'm I'll, I'll admit. I'll, I'll share like my crazy take. I'm. I'm torn about whether we should. The U.S. should be involved because um, I always feel like the U.S. is very hypocritical when it comes to these things. Like, on the one hand, like of course nobody should invade a sovereign country for um (laughs) for their empire or whatever but it's like i feel like the u.s has been doing that for a long time in the recent we're not talking about like like well yeah we certainly can't make a moral argument yeah (laughs) can't yeah the pot calling the kettle black right so when you say we should that we shouldn't get involved um so so far what we've done is sanctions i mean do you agree with that well, okay, this is where I'm torn because th- th- this is what I, I'm afraid of because um, we're already being hit with inflation and you have all these freaking right-wingers that are just like, you know, like, oh, see, it's because the liberals are in power. But it's like, will these sanctions start affecting the gas prices even more? You know, now, I don't know how much we depend on, you know, Russian oil and, and whatnot, but it seems to me that like, there's there's still a lot of business between the u.s and russia and and to the tune of billions of dollars so is this going to negatively impact us and i'm just wondering like is this is is this the right 
approach you know as far as like um uh or 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 is it something that won't really affect us that much and in which case whether we put sanctions there or not like maybe maybe it is a good thing to create some kind of disincentive for what putin's doing but i don't know that's kind of what i'm debating in my mind but you can go ahead and share your take on uh this whole thing sure uh but I think the war itself is going to destabilize things uh, no matter what we do. As far as sanctions, yes, there, there probably will be some impact on us. Obviously, Russia is a big part of uh, you know, world trade. The thing is, whatever we suffer as a result of sanctions, the Russians are going to suffer a hundred times worse. Um, I think it's the right thing to do to put sanctions. Um, I'm also very encouraged by what we've been seeing from uh, NATO countries and other countries around the world. I think uh, Germany announced more sanctions today. There's, I might be wrong on that, but uh, France um, is taking what I consider to be a very strong stance against Russia. Um, they reminded Putin that they have nukes too today on Twitter. I think I saw that. So the, the world seems to be coming together to say that what Russia is doing is not right. And I think we can work with countries other than Russia to mitigate whatever um, negative effects sanctions might have on us. Again, I'm not an economist or anything. This is my am very yeah, amateur yeah. take on all right. of this, by the way. Uh, and most of what I, I, I know, I learned from watching Bosch's stream. Uh, it really goes <laughs> very... He's literally like looking stuff up. He's like, okay, what is this? I don't know what this is. And then he like researches it for like 20 minutes on stream and we all live yeah, together, right. which is awesome. Um, and like way better than a lot of other uh, yeah. comments I'm seeing out there. Uh, yeah, it's a complicated thing. And I'm not going to even pretend to say that I know everything about it. I mean, my main concerns is just, I just don't want it to get out of hand, man. That's, that's the biggest fear yeah. that I have. It's like, can this be contained whatever the fallout you know uh because um you know i, I like i i just don't want to live in like uh, some dystopian future you know that's all that that's <laughs> that's like my only uh thing but uh yeah, we're in the history book right now yeah yeah right it's like damn <laughs> i want to live to see like another day but all right so hey man you wanted to talk gaming uh, yeah so actually um, one of the reasons i'm not on like twitch and youtube and stuff myself right now um is because my my computer my awesome alienware r11 that i bought to play skyrim virtual uh, skyrim vr and the new half-life um just broke oh <laughs> man had to ship it off to dell and it's getting sent over here i've been uh, obs obsessed with um vr for oh yeah year. uh virtually yeah uh especially skyrim skyrim uh, vr i put in like some crazy amount of hours in it Sky um, skyrim you... skyrim is the type of game where you like have there's like dragons and like it's like ancient right there's like swords and right. magic and yeah. um oh dude you gotta you gotta imagine imagine just being able to point your hand somewhere and shoot fire <laughs> and like with both hands like a wizard in, in the original skyrim right you you like drag the reticule around and you you know you put both <laughs> you just shoot fire like this in vr like this right <laughs> like a shooting spells off behind your back and shit it is so much fun <laughs> that sounds dope although i have to i have to say man i have to regulate my gaming 
uh addiction so to speak. well not really addiction but you know like i feel like if i did vr like i'd probably like not get enough sleep and shit you know it sounds too fun you know but <laughs> after you get over the motion sickness it's a really good <laughs> yeah man i like i i i do play some modern games um oh so you play more like old school stuff? i'm a retro gamer type of guy but right, what kind of stuff um dang man i have you know what i even have uh i didn't have time to look back at your your stream no it's fine i mean the new games that i play are games that are like multiplayer like rocket league just kind of like a sport it's really just soccer with monster trucks i know that's yeah i played that one yeah you love that i play a lot of games too for sure hey man if you play rocket league we gotta team up sometime (laughs) i don't play anymore my my brother's really good okay but you're welcome if you ever want to join me on on rocket league yeah this was great oh sorry sorry. (laughs) no 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 uh, but you know not. what? I've been playing up the new Pokemon. I've been I've been uh, nice. binging the new Pokemon. I got like over 160 hours, I think. I'm... I do, and I make levels on for Super Mario Maker too. I play people's levels, nice. so people. I gotta on... get that one. That one that one looks really fun. Mario yeah, Maker. and if you do get it and you make a level, I'll play it on stream. Uh, Hell yeah! You know what, man? Let me show you, man, how hardcore I am. Hold up, I'm about to bring out something yeah, let's go. on stream. Hold up. Every once in a while, I go to a retro gaming store. Now, this is a Super Famicom game, never released in America. Oh my gosh, what, what is that? Okay, it's like this. I know. Weird... I think I know what Super Famicom is. Is that the one with the the microphones inside the controllers? Um, I I don't know if they had it, but the Japanese have way cooler stuff. But it's basically the Japanese Super Nintendo. Actually, you can play this on your Super Nintendo. You have to just make a slight adjustment on your SNES and you can play Japanese yeah. games. But I don't want to get into the that detail, the hardware stuff. Yeah. But uh, That's way but this, more old school. That, that My first console was N64. I mean, yeah, like, right? So it. this is like the stuff. I don't usually play this a lot on stream because it doesn't get like a lot of views. But I will play random stuff like that. I mean, these days when I say I'm doing retro games, sometimes I'll even play like Metroid Prime. I know Bosch has nice. been playing That's that, nice man. One. I got jealous because I was like, man, I wanted to have a unique game. <laughs> he started playing it all of a sudden, which I thought was kind of dope. But um, but and and uh, since I have a console from Japan that plays all the 16-bit era games. So like I can play almost any game from that era and you can hook up any controller to it. So I hooked up a Sega arcade stick to it. Oh, that's sweet. So this is like how this... I... Yeah. That's, that's so interesting, like with your custom stuff. You do like electric work, like circuits and stuff like that. Oh, somebody in the chat, uh, one of my followers, she says, I miss Atari. <laughs> that's really old school. <laughs> that's really old school, yeah. I, you know what? I will say this about the Atari era is the games that from that back then, they were better in the arcade. Like the ports were just, they were just weren't too as hard. Fun. Yeah. They're just too hard. Like <laughs> it's like in the arcade, the point was to take all your quarters. So they made right? it hard, but <laughs> somewhat beatable, you know? And then home console, you got to turn that somehow <laughs> into like a whatever 40 hour game. They just made them tough as nails yeah I, i've never beat a, a game from that and era i don't even think you could beat atari games it was just about high score who could who could get the high oh, score right. yeah those games I, man, I was thinking like nes the nes were definitely way too hard some of the games but but I, sometimes i ain't gonna lie i still even if i'm throwing the controller i'm playing the, 
Okay, bro. You know what, man? I appreciate you coming on, man. And, yeah, thanks. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, hey, if you appreciate yeah, it, I'm going to have... I can invite you again, man. We can always chat some more. You know, this is kind of just... You know, I just wanted to give you a flavor of sort of like... Um, what the discussions are like and there, um, i'm sure a lot of stuff is going to unfold you know there may be an interesting topic so you're you're welcome anytime bro i like your takes and you keep doing your tiktoks bro because those are i plan on it thank you i love those tiktoks man They're i love funny. making them yeah all right well, well i'm just gonna so i'm gonna wrap up uh um the stream here uh, everybody in the twitch world uh stay tuned for more gaming and more content